The Wrestling Mayhem Show. Since 2006, the pioneer in pro wrestling podcasting. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us and IndieWrestling.network for your independent wrestling entertainment. Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. The Wrestling Mayhem Show, episode 881. Tuesdays, we've been talking about professionalized wrestling. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There's a Mad Mike around here somewhere. He had to go take care of some Mad Mike duties. But in the meantime, we do have a very, very special guest. I haven't had, I don't think I've had a conversation with our guest today since before COVID. It's been so long. It was probably at Replay FX when we ran into each other last uh, back in the day. If you're not local, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, but you probably know what he's worked on. James Deegan is with us, founder of Mega Cat Studios. You probably know that because you probably know about the WrestleQuest game that's out and about that's made the uh, waves over the last couple of months. James, how you doing this evening? Hey, Mike, I-, I think the last time I saw you was we were in line at the Peterson Event Center before an AEW show. Oh, my God. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, maybe, so I have yeah. seen you since, since COVID. Okay, that works out really well. <laughs> Just briefly in passing. But, yeah, it was, it was actually um, it was Britney's first AEW match. Remember? Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember talking about yeah. that. Yeah. All right. And then, um, and, and then fashionably rolling in, sauntering in, Mad Mike, the only Mayhemmer with the future Endeavored letter from the WWE from Hopewell Junction, New York. I almost said PA. <laughs> I don't know where. <laughs> and and he's getting he's getting he's, uh, yes. <laughs> your no, Zoom's getting a little PA. jumpy. Yes. But I, your Zoom's getting a little jumpy. I think it's that shirt. Look at this shirt. Are those all macho men? Yeah. Where did you get They're all that? macho men? That's amazing. Uh, it's a Roosevelt shirt. Roosevelt. Okay. It, there's a. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm like doing a Where's Waldo on this right now. We got some. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of different monster cla- Classic star tights. We got the uh, the America Macho mm-hmm. Man. We got the uh, the uh, the uh, got an elbow drop over there. We got an NWO oh, Macho yeah. Man. That mm-hmm. is fantastic. That's also it's also probably killing the compression on your Zoom call. Uh, oh. <laughs> so um, you know that's okay. We have a uh, uh, Chilla would come on, and you know those shirts that like seem like they're kind of like that uh, that uh, uh, sketchy like um, uh, fuzz pattern. You know, TV fuzz pattern that just completely trip out a camera. Mm. Like he would come mm. on there, and we're just like, "Listen, you are murdering everybody's bandwidth right now <laughs> <laughs> on this thing." So, anyways, uh, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna talk about the WrestleQuest game. I have so many questions. Uh, I've been playing it, Mike. You've been playing it. You've been playing a good bit, right? So, oh uh, yeah, I haven't gotten that far in it because I'm not used to these kinds of games. But mm-hmm. I've got it's I've a learning curve. There's like, okay, menus plus, you know. Uh, no, but see, we'll get into it, but it reminds me of the old, I played the cell phone TNA game back in the day <laughs> a little oh, bit. Yeah. So I'm ready for a little bit of wrestling RPG. Uh, anyways, uh, so, but first let's talk about, uh, there was some wrestling, you know, this is also video game related because NXT had brought back the no mercy brand and, and James, <laughs> did you happen to see the intro that they did for this on social media or anything? <laughs> yeah. I saw the, the Reddit headline. <laughs> Pull me right in, dude. Yeah, you know? right, yeah. right. Well, see, th- we had a little clue because uh, 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 what's his name that does the commentary? Vic, is it? 
can't remember his name. Vic Joseph. Vic yeah. Joseph. The, there was he was talking about it, and then right as he's doing like the match announcements, and everything he goes dick dickety dog. No, no mercy's coming to Baker, Bakersfield, and I'm just like, wow, that's like a deep pull. And then turns out, obviously, the video, you know, with the whole no mercy thing. When Becky and uh, Tiffany Stratton were fighting up in the crowd, I finished. I finished the show this morning because with travel this weekend, uh, it was actually funny. I was uh, in San Jose and left the afternoon that Rob was coming to town, and uh, like, like I was in Denver the day after AEW. I was. It was like I was chasing the wrestling this weekend but mm-hmm. i was this close to running up to san francisco for the house show but i, I didn't figure out the time in, in time uh but anyways um yeah no there was somebody like a big like n64 cover art with mm-hmm. the nxt guys on it in, in the crowd so i love that i love that they, they're doing the callback and of course like you know nxt is like the perfect place to do that kind of thing right right mike yeah very much uh, it reminded me of when they did the uh in your house bit mm-hmm. and it was johnny gargano checking his security system Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then walking out through the door, we got a Halloween Havoc coming up again. They, they resurrected mm-hmm. Great American Bash. Like, it's like, how does, like, NXT is like this great homage brand right now, right? So, and it, it's it's pretty great. Uh, so, No Mercy was this weekend. Of course, headline was, um, was main event was uh, Tiffany Stratton and uh, Becky Lynch in the uh, Hardcore Extreme Rules match, excuse me, right? Is that the official yes. branding, Mike? Yes, Extreme Rules. <laughs> that's the official line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the pinfall has to be in the ring. That's the difference. That's the difference. Um, it was a great show. Like I, it, somebody was saying going into the show, like this felt like an old Takeover era show. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd say so. So, but it's probably really, helps that a four horsewoman was on it. it. It definitely a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, they definitely got a little bit of pop from bringing like some some mains. But between her and they had Dominic on the show too. So and um, Butch. And, you know, do you think it also helps that they don't tour anymore? Oh, I guess they're getting back to touring now, but, like, generally they're still, all the shows are from Orlando. They're, you know, and it's, you know. Well, they do they do live shows. They do, they do live shows, in, like, in Florida, but they're, they're, they're still doing, like, the Armory Circuit, right? Like, they're not doing, like, they're not doing touring yeah, like they, they used to. Yeah, they didn't really tour all that much. Not much, no. But we would they get didn't them. Do, they didn't tour. All we that. would get them here in Pittsburgh. Like they were getting, they were getting up there. Like they would probably have like mm-hmm. a weekend of out of Florida touring a month, right? So like they were building up to that WWE, you know, uh, full status. But you know, they're also doing more live shows, so maybe that has something to do with it too. True, true. So I don't know. I, I think that kind of spikes things like that when they do these these big arena shows because it's really kind of like jarring to go from like the performance center to you know, where they've had raw, you know, for something like that. So, but it's cool because it makes it feel big and, uh, and they still do a lot to make those, uh, feel like big shows. Mike, what were your highlights for the show other than the women at the end? Um, well, I, I love the women's match. I love the main event. It take notes, Tony Khan. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Dragunov and Carmelo, just fantastic. I mean, good for Dragunov. I'm curious to see where that, goes from here like where carmelo goes it's already taking us to interesting places for next week um but yeah it's, it's cool to see a title change everyone everyone loves a good title change it freshens up the whole scene mm-hmm. uh i love the tag match because i'm a big mark for Tony d the don of nxt yes. I, I was i was scared that he actually legit got hurt in the match mm-hmm. pleased to find out it was it was all part of the story um and uh yeah just, just the whole oh and the opener 
with uh, Braun and Corbin. Ooh. Mm-hmm. They beat the crap out of each other. Uh, uh, Baron Corbin coming out on the motorcycle was nice. I always like a good uh, motorcycle entrance, though. I'm, I'm kind of a, uh, you know, I'm kind of marked for that one. Uh, so no, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, He's feeling out on me in the chat room by refusing to acknowledge what he's saying. Yeah, no, we're to, yeah, we will not we will not acknowledge Zeke in this instance. Um, we will not acknowledge Zeke. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I you know I was really happy with a lot of that kind of stuff, and um, uh, I I love the the Braun uh, taker setup going through the table, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of other things happening there. So. I, I don't know. It's all blur still. <laughs> I, was, I was watching it sitting on my luggage in the airport last night, so I'm still trying to absorb some of it. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, so they're doing Deadline. They're doing a Halloween Havoc later this month. Um, they did a lot of setup this A two-week Halloween Havoc. A two-week Halloween Havoc. Um, I do, what did they do? What did they do last year? Because Shotzi used... Did Shotzi come back and host it last year? I seen the recall... Uh. Or I think she hosted it. Yeah, we're gonna bring back Chucky yeah, since we're on USA Network. Uh, you know, they they did do that. Braun Braun Breaker and Chucky. oh Chucky and Braun Breaker would be the best friends now. Okay, but but I have a feeling we're going to see Von Wagner return in some sort of a mask. Okay, based on based on um what happened when Braun like like accidentally shoot really injured his head i i missed but, uh, you know fill, fill people in that maybe didn't see no mercy um oh no this wasn't from no mercy this is from nxt a couple of weeks ago this okay. what this is what led to the corbin and braun feud um braun basically grabbed the steel steps the top part of it and went to slam it on braun's head and the, and the camera feed cut away because he actually connected mm-hmm. like the camera feed was supposed to cut away and he wasn't supposed to connect but he actually did Give give uh, Vaughn a pretty decent gash in his head, Oof. and had to get staples and whatnot. Oof. It was pretty bad, but um, I, I have a feeling Mister Stone is probably going to end up being like Mister Frankenstone, and Vaughn is going to become Frankenstone's monster or something. I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that's where we're going with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that should be interesting and. And next week's NXT. Oh boy, Sorg, uh, we're we're gonna be busy next Tuesday. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Tuesday Night Wars are are going on. Um, we are gonna have Dynamite and NXT on the same night uh, mm-hmm. because they're gunning for us, Mike. They're they're gunning for us once again. You know, they they've realized we've gotten too popular. Mm-hmm. So WWE is like, well, let's throw Oscar on there, let's throw John Cena on there. Let's Throw Paul Heyman <laughs> on there. And AEW is like, oh, we can't compete with the Mayhem show. Mm-hmm. Let's sign Edge just for this purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. It is Edge on that night. Or Adam Copeland. Excuse me. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. It's he will always be Edge to me. And they basically did everything but call him Edge. We'll talk about that here later oh, in the show. Oh, he's, he's already trademarked Ledge and... No. Yep. Okay, interesting. Hey, you know, no, however not. you need to work, just because he copyrighted doesn't mean he's using it, you know. Um, can I get what past that? On that? What about, no, seriously, there's a lot of things copyrighted I'm, I'm that don't get used. I'm seriously shocked 
the WWE let the let let the trademark on Radar Superstar. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. That's what isn't I'm it? shocked about. There, that is that is very interesting. I need to. We oh need, yeah, and Tina said Cody's going to be on NXT as well. There's no room for NXT people on NXT next week. Well, Cody, if I if I am guessing, Cody's probably going to announce the return of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. If I had to bet. Will they do that now since they're right in the middle of the breakout tournament? Sure. Really? It, it, doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to start. They, he can announce that it, it's going to happen like after Halloween Havoc. Okay. And call him a deadline or something. Yeah, because that was usually... That was no, usually... he can announce that he's going to be part of it. <laughs> that young upstart Cody Rhodes getting and, in on NXT. Hey, Ben Balor and Samoa Joe won it one year, so... That's true. That is true. Anything's possible. That is true. Um, but I think they were, weren't they on the roster, or did they come down and win it? They were both former champions, though. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> what, what about former NXT champions? Former NXT champion. Yeah. At that point, man. But one thing I thought was going to happen, and I guess it still could. I thought uh, when they were showing the people in the breakout tournament, mm-hmm. I thought one of them was going to attack by Gage Cargo, and she was going to announce that she's. Wouldn't that be great? It could happen next week. And just week watch her destroy head head everybody in that tournament. It that'd could happen amazing. next week when we're head to head with Dynamite. Oh, that oh, that'd be the perfect place for Jay to pop up. By the it? way, by the way, um next week, Tony Khan. You if if NXT beats Dynamite in the ratings, it's going to be because of women's wrestling. No. Sorry. No, I'm no. sorry. It's gonna be. They had like Four or five matches tonight mm-hmm. in the women's division. It's going to be three segments of Sky Blue because she's supposed to be the top-rated person on AEW. I thought that was Julia Hart. Uh, I think both of them are in, are like the okay. top two, which is weird, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess that that's that's the word from the dirt sheet. So take that with a grain of salt, of course. But um, yeah, uh, Jade is uh, rumored for the fast lane pay-per-view. Says Brandon in the chat room from uh, KC. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a good night of wrestling and I don't know how much of it I'm going to be able to, uh, oh, oh, we're getting some screens in here. Okay. We're going to double screen this thing. It's going to be just like Monday Nitro. There there were, Sorg, Hmm. NXT tonight went four back to back to back to back women's matches. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And considering how many women they have, holy crap. Uh, so no, interested to see what's going to happen there. So, well, anyways, I'm also interested to see what you guys think. Hit us up at that email address. Um, good times at wrestling That got a little truncated there. I don't know what happened with that. Uh, and of course, hit I us was up trying on, not to blow out the, I was trying not to blow out the zoom, all the social medias, whether it be at mayhem show or wrestling mayhem show on uh, all the social medias. We try to be everywhere a little bit. Uh, so you can converse with us. But, of course, a lot of the great discussions happening at the Facebook chat over on uh, the Facebook group as well. And uh, we are live every Tuesday-ish at 9 or 10 o'clock or so, uh, depending on what NXT, depending on what what the hell is happening next week. We may not even get on going until like 1030 because there's a lot of wrestling to digest next week. Um, and I'm sure they'll do rollovers and all that kind of stuff. What am I going to do next Wednesday? Shit. <laughs> we got a Wednesday off, guys. Um, from wrestling watching at least. 
Uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters, and I'm in the wrong document. This is the other podcast. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. First of all, I know the first one is always Bo Diggity! Woo! As well as Ed Burke, Team Hammerfist, and Bobby F. J-Town. At the Poppy Club level, Dave Profod, partner, spouse of Ruth Julia Fair at RuthJuliaFair.com. And Rats in a Trenchcoat, Tony Kincaid. And at the Pizza Club level, Doc Remedy, The Riz, and the newest uh, uh, Patreon supporter, Lance Fisher. And at the manager level, Bradley, who I know I saw in the chat room a little bit earlier, so I hope he's still hanging out with us. Thank you, guys. You can support the show, Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. And, of course, we do do the post talk where I think last week we talked expendables and God knows what else with Ronnie Starks when he uh, made a run in back to the show here. So when we caught up with him a little bit, so uh, enjoy that. If you're a part of our Patreon for as little as a dollar, you can get all that extra content and support the show. So we have our special guest James here from mega cat. And of course, you know, with the big release here, I was very excited when I saw this saw this uh, trailer and saw your guys' name attached to it for WrestleQuest. So for those that maybe don't know, can you explain uh, the Cliff Notes? What is the WrestleQuest game? <clears throat> so WrestleQuest is the world's first pro wrestling JRPG. So it takes all the all the high fantasy of like a Toy Story, <clears throat> nostalgia bomb, but it's all through like a wrestling universe with a wrestling lens. So. Think of it as a Toy Story meets wrestling with like hardcore RPG mechanics. That was the interesting thing that like getting into it because it was just like, oh, these are toys. Like these right. are wrestling toys looking up to the real wrestlers, right? Right. Like that was kind of like an interesting um, uh, uh, angle to take on things. A lot of reasons for it, but um, I'd say like we really wanted to explore like insane over the top like parts of wrestling. Like we wanted Andre the Giant to be able to pick the ring up and break it in half. We wanted mm-hmm. the Road Warriors to have like a like a Mad Max like vehicle and wanted gimmick matches to be extreme. And we also wanted to have a, a lot of liberties to keep it family friendly. So we have things like analogs for steroids, but in our case it's super glue. You know? <laughs> and uh, and we were able to just really merit like what we really wanted on the player base by using these this toy based um, kind of exploration. But you know, when we first started this, you, you asked me at the very start of this prior to that the actual uh, podcast kicking off, Mike, is this the same game that we were talking about years ago? And, and it is because when we started looking at how do we create a unique visual identity, how do mm-hmm. we make it feel and look unique, um, part of the exploration was if we're making 32 pixel height characters, how do you make them stand out in a world that's had 30 years now of retro wrestling games? So that's actually when we stumbled on the toy opportunity. For a lot of our friends and colleagues we were interviewing, to kind of take their temperature on it, we realized a lot of them, their fondest memories of growing up with wrestling with the toys. I'm like, I'm like this might be the unifying opportunity here. So, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I can't can't believe that it's out sometimes since it's been four years in the making. And oh, yeah. So much content, so much, so many challenges. <laughs> I just realized I'm, I'm, in, I'm in make your entrance mode right now. Uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been rolling through this little by little. I've been going, would have had a few minutes here. Uh, so uh, yeah, and, and and I love that because I, I guess it gives a reason for that little style, right? You know, you're not the wrestlers aren't being uh uh, uh weirdly, f- you know. I'm thinking what was it WWE, you know, 2K Battleground a few years ago. I, you know, Mike and I I think debated a little bit on how everybody looked a little too giffy. I love the style of something mm-hmm. like that. I love the take this thing, make it a chibi wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people like the realism kind of idea, right? So. Yeah, like I, I love that kind of that kind of that kind of take on something like this. So so tell me about like like 
you've you've some pretty big classic names in this as well. Like you know, and I know you know we've seen like Retrocade come out and la- uh, no, Retro was Retromania. Retromania, thank you, come out in the last few years. Yeah, uh, uh, has a lot of the, a lot of the you know interesting classic names mixed with the indie new newer indie wrestlers and everything like that. Uh, I know. Listen, I think I entered your office one time and saw a giant uh, uh, Hulk Hogan picture. You know, in 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 the meeting room, I knew I was in the right place. Uh, so, so how was it trying to like kind of connect and and, and getting uh, uh, you know some of these old names involved in something like this? Yeah, it's definitely been uh, some of the least fulfilling adventure. I'd say is <laughs> <laughs> trying to make sure that we're um, you know there's a few things about how we managed talent that I think is just really unique. Like I know. Factually, we gave them significantly higher royalties than they've ever had in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also gave them the opportunity to actually get close to production. You have to imagine a lot of these guys in their 60s and 70s <clears throat> don't really have a big love for video games. But yeah. also at a, at a phase now in their careers that they're really not given a ton of um, significant opportunities beyond WWE, both because of their, their expectations commercially and like the reverence they have for their brand and their management and whatnot. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun because... We've been able to spend a lot of time actually working closely with folks like Jeff Jarrett or Sergeant Slaughter, and mm-hmm. um, you know, Sarge went with us to San Diego Comic Con a ton of great days together, and he's a <clears throat> he's probably one of the more interesting like personalities we ever get a chance to work with too. And he's you know he has the GI Joe background mm-hmm. and the wrestling background. So as you walk through, that, the, that, that's amazing. You're you're doing a, a, a an yeah. action figure based video game yeah. with a walking GI Joe. He's the perfect. He's at the <laughs> intersection. You know? Exactly. And he actually gets quite a bit of screen time in WrestleQuest. Mm-hmm. We have an area there called the Glory Fields that kind of pays homage to the idea of like in different toy sets, like there's like a military toy set that extends beyond wrestling. And how do mm-hmm. we, you know, how do we put, you know, Sergeant Slaughter at the the middle of that? But you know, it's definitely been a, a ride making sure that we're <clears throat> diligently doing everything that the estates needed or that the the current wrestlers have and making sure that we're being respectful to like WWE's properties with costumes, colors, stories, and all mm-hmm. the other pieces to surround it. Because it's not as simple as, yeah, we're working with Macho Man Randy Savage. It's like, um, like we can't touch King Macho, right? You can't, you can't right. touch certain color combinations and certain logo Interesting. Uh, interpretations. And do, do you get like, you know, I, I remember working with some corporate companies and you kind of get a style guide. Do you get like kind of an anti-style guide of much trademarks more, or something mu- like that? It's much more complex than that. Okay. It's, All right. We actually had to hire two separate uh, law firms that specialize in oh, video game trademarks Interesting. to help interpret it because it, the really natural path would have been we actually just do a double license through WWE. Mm-hmm. Then they could sub-license it out. And in hindsight, but I could save a couple gray hairs doing that. But, <laughs> and actually, the original concept was for us to license it through the WWE. Mm-hmm. And the person who was running licensing then ended up moving on to the NFL. And uh, we kind of got lost in the shuffle along the way. So that's how we ended up just going ahead with our own our own vision to kind of make it come to life despite the limitations there. But um, and it's been a it's been crazy. It was architected as a way to have our our love for RPGs and wrestling both addressed because they've been on our company wish list for a long time. And I guess the, um, the origin of that's like, we always want to make a wrestling game. Mm-hmm. We always want to make a JRPG. They thought this could be interesting because not only the and, storytelling. And, and this is your first, first JRP. Technically mm-hmm. we've done some other games in the same space, but never the size. Uh, for those who don't know, like you, you know, you have a track record of, of several game releases over the years. Can you can you can you share with the audience that, that don't know about you guys? Like, what kind of games that you're usually playing? Yeah, on? I know, I know. The, 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 James is a serial entrepreneur. 
uh, and has a lot of fingers and a lot of pies <laughs> here. We'll just put that there. But video games is one of the one of the well, actually, a lot of them are very interesting to me, at least. But for the case of this show, uh, you know, what, what what other kinds of games have you guys put out before this? You know, it's funny. Uh, Mega Cat's been my ninety percent focus now for one hundred percent for the last three years. Mm-hmm. I sold two of the other businesses, and one mm-hmm. of them I ended up kind of downsizing to a fractional effort, but. We've released um, 73 games the last last six years, and um, quite a few of those games have been worked by other people for for Hasbro, Atari, Mattel, and Nickelodeon. And then separately, we do quite a bit of our own retro games. So if you look at our website, <clears throat> you'll see tons of uh, authentic retro cartridges for mm-hmm. Nintendo, Sega Genesis, things like that. And then what we call indie retro, which is things like WrestleQuest or Coffee Crisis, Log Jammers. So we've explored maybe 20 genres at this point, but all different levels of sophistication. So like a casual roguelike, like we released a game early this summer for Renfield, the Nicolas Cage vampire movie. Really? And it's a unique take on a, on, the, on the genre because it has this kind of bullet heaven, they call it, um, auto roguelike mechanic. But roguelikes take many permutations depending on are you more risk of rain, are you nuclear throne, are you, you know. And, so, and roguelikes, for those that don't know, Roguelikes are, in this case, ours is like a top-down, like shooter. With the, the roguelike elements are all procedurally generated, and kind of randomized pools of locations, areas, weapons, um, modifiers, enemies. So every time you, kind of roll the dice, you know, logically, not not literally, uh, you're gonna get different <clears throat> modifiers for the enemies, different levels, different mm-hmm. outcomes, and um, you're not playing the same game twice. Basically, and, it's really kind of. And also, you know, test your skill. It gives you unique skill gains. And, you know, we had some great headlines for that game because you know, the, game, the movie didn't do so well. So we got some interesting headlines. that said It like, was a very fun movie, though. I totally. loved it. So, I so by the loved way, it. I think the, I think the movie is going to be like a cult classic. I think yeah. it's going to find yeah. legs later. But it's, uh, I know it's on Peacock last I knew. So I mm-hmm. highly recommend it if you guys are out there on, on Peacock. Well, if you're watching wrestling, you already got Peacock. So just yeah. go do this and... I'm a big Nicolas Cage fan. Oh, yeah. Somewhere on our bucket list. We knew we wanted to do a Nicolas Cage something. So, but, but the Renfield game was interesting because we got a lot of headlines saying, like, hey, by the way, if you don't like the movie, check out the game. It's better. And um, <laughs> wasn't my dream outcome. But oh, just like Wolverine Origins. That's right. Yeah, yeah. okay. But basically, it's um, it, it's been a journey. And as we got deeper and deeper into Mega Cat, um, we try to find the intersection of, like, a, we'll call it, like, accessible retro that if you're a busy dad or a casual gamer mm-hmm. or you're a crazy hardcore like speedrunner pro gamer there's something here that has skill checks and accessibility that's just fun at a basic level so we try to tap into that like would we want to play this game and it sounds really simple but running a business built around like games that are very passion driven that have a commercial opportunity is like a massive effort all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and games are, are hit-based industry it's like if someone sat down and said Hey, you play guitar, make me a hit single. And um, <laughs> what is it? Well, so it's like, it's like, you know, any art, you know, you do the thing cause you love it right. and hope you get the thing that helps you pay the bills with it. Right. It just, your thing takes many developers to, to yeah. pull off versus a, a single artist, musician, right. et cetera. Right. Cause all the rigidity of software and all, <laughs> of, the, and all of like the complexities that come with like, you know, the teams. Yes. You know, WrestleQuest has a uh, 70 people that worked on it. Like it's a, you know, it has a 60 hours of critical path content, you know, 80 if you explore deeper and it's, you know, just the word count, 150,000 words. Yeah. It's like two years of writing, right? It's like two novels worth. It's just, um, yeah, there's so much goes into it, but it's, 
you know, it, all those fantastic promos uh, that you get to pick in the right. promo battles. You, you got you <laughs> to love all it. those names that you have to make up. Dude, yes. there's 500 names. <laughs> you know, yeah, just for some of the NPCs we made up. It, it, you know, it's um, it's easily the most fun we've ever had. And we, is this the biggest game? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah? We've definitely overscoped it. We could have, in hindsight, probably should cut the content in half and just had it be like content over time. But yeah, we just loved it too much, man. So you're just like almost want to put this out for everybody to jump into. Yeah, and we won probably. 20 different independent show awards, best mm-hmm. in show, best gameplay. So we kept running these features, and when the team's vibing, when they're loving it, when the fans are loving it, which is really yeah. your indication of, like, is this going to work? So we just kept going, and um, someone should have at one point grabbed, like, the cartoon cane to be like, why don't you just call it here? But um, <laughs> we're happy with how, how it came out. We're doing a ton of uh, post-launch quality of life updates, and we have some big news we hope to announce in the next six weeks, mm-hmm. some DLC plans, so... Okay. There's a lot there if you're a Russell Quest supporter. There's a lot coming. That's nice. That's nice. And also, multi-platform. It, 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 I was amazed to see it was on basically everything. Yeah. Including, like, like the Netflix thing surprised me as well. You know, so, like, that's... I, and I know, uh, Mike, you've been playing it on the Switch, I think, right? So, that seems like the perfect thing for the Switch. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of floating on mine right now, but yeah. I was playing it right before we were uh, Big starting guy. up. Big Switch update coming next week. We actually have some of the new quality of life features that are go. rolling over from... Nice. Look at you showing off, dude. Nice Switch. There he is. There he <laughs> is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was in the middle of a match when we were starting the podcast, so I'm like, well, I'll just, I'll just cool it off here for now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. get my ass kicked. Are you in Jungleaji? Is that the location you're in? I saw uh, you. No, I was in the, um, uh, the Dead Drop Hill. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, I, I, my, my world has been crazy the past couple of weeks, but I've been trying to get my gaming in when I can. Yeah, yeah we were talking about that t- those time constraints uh, earlier. So, But this is like the perfect thing that like, if you guys switch or something, like you can just pick up and play a couple matches and project yeah. the story a little oh, bit. When, when I'm at New York Comic Con in a week and a half, that, that I'm going to get some serious time in. Oh, yeah? Because I've been waiting a while while. <laughs> That's great. You better be wearing, sporting your Macho Man shirt, playing WrestleQuest, in line for I don't know what you're in line for. That what's your pers- Danhausen for Danhausen? Perfect. Yeah, probably perfect. Side note, just because we're on video games, I saw that. First of all, I, I this is my complaint about the AEW game. I never know when DLC comes out, and I didn't know Danhausen was released. And you can pull them out as a weapon <laughs> from. They under- didn't know when DLC came out. Yeah, before. exactly. Apparently, um, and they could pull out Danhausen from under the ring as a weapon, and it'll attack you. <laughs> so. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, but, okay, back to your game. Um, so, uh, you get you got it together. You've been doing all these awards. How's the response been since uh, it's gotten in the, in everybody's hands, including, <laughs> including Mike over there? Yeah, I mean, last week we had a more um, more reviews and more more hype than we had since we even launched in, in mid-August. Great so numbers I've been seeing so far. Holy crap. Yeah, it's, it's a constant the wheel's turning, you know. It's like... Um, the way it normally works when we release a game is you, the two months that follow the release are actually harder than the release mm-hmm. because you're suddenly getting like hundreds of thousands of eyes and ears and, and emails and fan mail and Google Voice phone calls. And it's a, I'd say the most engaged people are either your super fans or your super trolls and they're going 1v1 face versus heel <laughs> to see who can get, who can get the, the corners of the internet with you. But it's, yeah, 
you know, we've been just taking the the feedback in and putting together these, you know, fan servers, quality of life, and feature roadmaps. And every time we've um, dropped a patch, which has been probably five patches since launch, um, there's just been this like consistent pulse of wrestling fans showing up, which you know we get turned down by <clears throat> many publishers for this game. Everybody we brought the game to basically said <clears throat> there's no audience intersection between the blue collar wrestling fan and the the RPG white collar like you know thought, thought player and it, it's, what? it's a recurring thing and it's funny because <clears throat> you know everyone knows there's a big wrestling audience yeah but, but because it has never been explored outside of like CCGs and simulation gaming it's not proven and anything that has rare air well, they, they, they've literally advertised for like Final Fantasy games on WWE haven't they Isn't so there's a gaming something? audience crossover but yeah I, mean, I, I guess the way I look at it is this like WWE is a marketing partner checks a box. Yeah, but a non WWE licensed. How do you push it? Project yeah. in a genre that's never been explored. Yeah, are we talking to too many audiences? Are you talking to a wrestling fan? Are you talking to a JRPG fan? How much do they intersect? Yeah, are JRPG fans going to be let down because there's not enough dungeons and there's not enough like traditional medieval high fantasy? Like, it's, yeah, there are a lot of questions on the audience segmentation that you know, we paid for a Nielsen research study. We did tons of audience Jeez. breakouts. Like we did endless number of our own like uh, focus groups and attempts to kind of validate there's an audience here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and finally, we, we met the, um, the Skybound folks, Walking Dead, Invincible, and um, one, their creative director at the time, who now is with, with another company, he was a massive wrestling fan. So we got his attention early, and I said... That's a, that, that, that's, that's <clears throat> like, who's the wrestling fan in the company that has some pull, right? That's right. And I remember um, in our follow-up a few weeks after the pitch, I'm like, by the way, we did sign... Macho Man under the Giant Road Warriors, mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett, Booker, all, you know, and, and I remember bringing the list out and showing them the art of like the action figure aesthetic and the way we are using the IP in a unique way and um, putting this autobiographical storytelling while also like establishing this like really high high fantasy, really playful nostalgia bomb. And he was like, "Okay, this is a crazy prospect, but how about we just um, here's the new terms we're going to propose." And they gave us terms that weren't. And were the terms we loved, but they were like the terms we had of one person who was willing to like um, support the go-to-market, which allowed us to focus on carrying the risk for production, and then building the, you know the dream game we wanted. So that was just the beginning of the journey. We, in the end, we thought it was actually the end, but uh, constant hurdles to hop with <clears throat> legal. And at one point, you know, we had some two wrestlers in the game that ended up selling their estates to the WWE, which we couldn't have predicted. So we had to retroactively yank out a ton of content and since it's a story-driven game <clears throat> not the same for us as yeah, yanking you gotta out. rewrite all that yeah it's <laughs> not the same as yanking out a character like you yeah know, yeah if i would have made a simulation game we could have just hot swapped it and been cool here we go but <clears throat> in our case it was a pretty significant multi-month effort each time and then <clears throat> by the time we got to the end um we were just so done with the estate wrangling and the uh yeah the wildness of some of the some of the wrestlers were like, can you guys just behave for like six months? Is this? And well, that sounds like, like, so it's like you had a business version of what I deal with on indie shows all the time. <laughs> Dude, you know, it wasn't for, um, for Jeff Jarrett. I don't know like, what I, we would have done. You mm-hmm. know, he was like a constant, constant cornerstone of like mentorship of, That's you know, a, so, and this is, and I keep hearing that constantly for whatever we think of Jeff Harris, seeing him on our TVs every week, the best, you know, but yeah. like I had a great experience business wise with him for a brief stint. Um, yeah. I have several friends that have worked with him on projects, including all the way back to the was that global force wrestling. 
And I hear nothing but good things from him on the on the on the business work. <laughs> Dude, he's a stud. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, how about this? Like, um, one of my favorite experiences about WrestleQuest was the fact that as you became acquainted with talent, yeah, and you could really really get to know them. There was this um, brothers in arms kind of validation that if you're friends with X and you pass their sniff test, the next mm-hmm. one was very easy. And uh, <clears throat> I thought for sure there'd be some polarization around you know Jeff, third generation promoter, like. Mm-hmm. And, and there wasn't like every single talent we'd meet just like loved Jeff. And it didn't matter the generation or the background or and it didn't matter. If they were like, um, you know, Sergeant Slaughter legends. Or they were mm-hmm. indie folks in the come up. The Jarrett's were, were known and they were beloved or what they respected. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's like everywhere Jeff would go to, like he would just draw fans. Like I would say that Jeff was the, he was the de facto standard for what became our executive wrestling producer because he could look at the business lens. Mm-hmm. He could look at the wrestling knowledge. He was deeply respected by all the talent. And he could help manage some of the um, the crazier parts that you only get to do if you're behind the scenes a lot. Mm-hmm. And he, he might be the biggest wrestling fan I've ever met. And I, I like have so many team members that like live wrestling. Yeah. But he can outmark any of us. That's the best guys. That's the best yeah. guys in the business. Yeah, crazy. And, and girls yeah. in the business. Absolutely. I love it. Well, let's take a little, a little quick of a breather here, and I, I kind of want to get into the game and show off a little bit, and you can kind of walk us through what's going on with this stuff. But in the meantime, uh, if you're tuning in with us, you know we like the, we, we love wrestling so much, we like to film it on the weekends. And uh, a lot of that stuff's at IndieWrestling.us. We actually got a big, uh, big weekend coming up next weekend here uh, in October. We're going to have a double, a double feature streaming. Uh, our friends at Renegade Wrestling Alliance, as well as uh, Victory, uh, Victory Championship Wrestling, I forgot what the C was, um, are both going to be streaming the same weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, not this weekend, the next weekend. I don't remember the dates off the top of my head. But uh, uh, look forward to that. I know already signed uh, friends of the show, John McChesney taking on J-Rock at RWA. Uh, and, of course, uh, they're going to have um, they're going to have Ricardo Rodriguez at VCW uh, coming up here and a few other big surprises uh, looking forward to that so go check all that stuff you support uh, indywrestling.network or if you're a part of our YouTube members over on uh, over on the indywrestling.us YouTube you can check out those shows live when they come up here next weekend so and so much stuff uh, going on there uh, new releases new VODs for uh, Revenge Pro Wrestling in the last month including the main event was Bill Collier against Katie Arquette and it was uh, it was something. It was something. Go check that out. A lot of fun shows uh, coming from Erie and the like. And, of course, uh, um, all the great content that you love over there, IndieWrestling.us. A lot of free matches dropping up here soon. And, and also, we're starting to put uh, a lot of matches over on the Facebook as well. So uh, keep an eye on that. If you live more on the Facebook than YouTube, uh, we have a lot of our friends from 880. Matches are going to be on there. And, of course, we're live every Thursdays with Thursday Night Fights as part of our apprentice program. So let's get into this. I, I guess I'm a little. I'm still only like hitting tutorial stuff in this thing. I, listen, man. <laughs> you got 15 systems. You can't. I got 15. Si- yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't. Where, where am I going to go with this? So I, I'm in. Uh, I'm in the snow level here. I think I, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking it's my first tag team match actually. So I, I love this. La- so what is? I, I okay. said that I played the 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 TNA uh, 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 old phone game. So that's like my first RPG experience with this. You know, kind of things. And I'm not an RPG person. So menus kind of baffle me sometimes. So you go in here. I want to set up a strike here. Oh wait, I gotta pick my pick up who I'm who I'm attacking. 
uh, was that Haggy Boy Lars and <clears throat> Flor- Lars and Flars is who I'm fighting here. Yeah, we got the Higgy Boys here. So Higgy's Higgy's, Higgy's like a <clears throat> like a metal lifestyle, all about comfort. So they're wearing incredibly comfortable sweaters. And well, they the, look comfortable. Yeah, they're in the Great North. You know, and my part, tag, part of their gimmick. And my tag partner is a moose with a hockey stick named Stag Logan. Well, yeah. We're, so we're Brink, he's one of the, the notable Canadian wrestling families, you know, mm-hmm. f- fifth generation. Stag is his tag team partner. Can't get more Canadian than a moose. So we just mm-hmm. wanted to bring that to life here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so this is actually your first boss battles. The way we've represented boss battles in WrestleQuest. Well, everything we call it the wrestlefication of the JRPG. So everything here is like um, has a wrestling analog. So instead of using a key to get through a dungeon, you get a table spot token. You spawn a table and you slam an NPC through it. That's how you get it. <laughs> right? So, like, your boss battles are main event matches. So, this is a main event match at a, a northern promotion here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a territory system in the game. So, each area of the map is a territory. So, in this territory, Brink and Stag are your workers. You know, and uh, the, the, the Higgy boys here, Lars and Flars, they're like a big draw. So, you're, you're doing the job right now. You put it on your event. And the way that that takes place is there are the spots that throughout the match you have to hit. Um, you hit the high spots. That's part of the script. And that's how the, I'm going to say the character has skill gates that teach them new abilities and mm-hmm. also challenges them to, you know, kind of like um, have some agency around. Are they going to be a healer or face? Are they going to follow the storyline? Are they going to take their own path? And, you know, some of these uh, these boss battles are purposely. They just, they, just, they just take a drink of hot chocolate and slam it on the ground. Yeah, he's incredibly comfortable. <laughs> yeah. His whole gimmick is deep comfort, right? So, deep comfort. So we have like, um, we have a lot of gimmicks in here that we tried to explore, kind of paying some homage to, you know, some of our favorite silly things in wrestling in the 80s and 90s. And mm-hmm. Some things that are like on trend now, that are culturally, culturally relevant, that if. There's an, an independent promoter somewhere that's wondering about, like, is there a deep comfort tag team opportunity? Can I play this? And it's, um, <laughs> you know, there's just a lot of fun coming up with some of these pieces because uh, our community helped support quite a bit of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, four years of, uh, of effort, we every trade show, every person we met along the way plays a role somewhere in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, are you looking forward to the day that somebody's, because, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of ripoff gimmicks out there in wrestling. Uh, uh, are you, you, you? Would you be amazed that there's a Lars and Flars looking? Dude, I hope so. Big sweater. Like, is, is this is this your calling cord to like independent wrestling to please steal our ideas a little bit? It's, it's <laughs> funny because one day into the game being out, someone sent us a, a few links of people like pirating our t-shirts. Um, oh yeah, of <laughs> like some of the fake promotions we had invented. And okay, like that. and then you know we, we have trademarks for our main characters like our muchacho man, the luchador, and things like that, and. And we had um, maybe two weeks after, we had someone send us pictures of this like third party, you know, effort to make line of wrestling action figures that ripped off several of our designs. No way! <laughs> and I was like, I was like, first of all, I hope they sell them and I can buy one because this is dope. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, uh, and then at the same time, you think to yourself, um, I'm so glad that someone likes this enough that they want to hire this and make it, but like. Uh, God, I, I wish we would have had our own action figures, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. in the end, um, we'll leave those things to Skybound. We're just here to make the games. You know? <laughs> there's some, there's definitely some licensing opportunities here, right? Yeah, I you, mean, you know, there's a, there's been a significant number of independent, probably 50 independent promotions over the last year and a half. Um, we actually just did a cool activation with the premier wrestling folks, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we can't turn a corner without some other wrestling fan. Saying, hey, by the way, like, what if we did X and you do Y in the game? 
and then we have to break down like I don't know what your production costs, but here's what ours costs, and here's how long it takes. So if we would bring this to life, mm-hmm. it'd be hard for us to find a way to both you know, make the make the skill balance out. And in most cases, they're like, "Well, it doesn't matter. Please, let's do something." <laughs> <laughs> so we found some really unique ways to work with some of other you know friends and colleagues we met across independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, is there any um, you know? You know, not to give away stories or deeper in the game or anything. Is there are there any big surprises to seek out for people that are playing this game that the, you could share to like that 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 are gonna make people want to kind of get deep into this game? You know, you have to um you have to imagine that with 150,000 words, there's a lot of Easter eggs packed in here. But um, I say one of my favorites is like halfway through, there's a hair versus hair match, and one of the one of the opponents is a is a sheep. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but he might get sheared, right? Okay. And it's like his uh, the art representation of that sheep looking kind of like sulking with his head down, just like his coat's been sheared. Yeah. It's just one of my favorite images our team had created. It just cracks me up still. And we have uh, we have some fun stuff happen- happening this year in, in November for um, <laughs> for some mustache-based activities too. But, oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's funny is like um, – So is, is there going to be like seasonal content like that happening? We have, we have, we have some drops. It's just okay. like um, – yeah, right Corey, now we're... I, I don't, I don't know if you got to the date the DDR version. Oh, the mini game. <laughs> yeah, you got into that. You know, so um, the, the the genesis of that, by the way, so there, there's a mini game where Muchacha Man, our core protagonist, you know, he's a independent wrestler, mm-hmm. journeyman, trying mm-hmm. to pay the bills, trying to make the come up. Sometimes he has to make some questionable decisions to make income. So there's like a strip club called Twisties where he basically. <laughs> has to do like a rhythm game to entertain the other toys. Um, he doesn't actually take any clothing off, but he really gets going with the moves. But, um, you know, we had uh, run a poll with our community and we had a ton of people vote for it. And we sent out the GIF of it, mocked up. And we had fans just going crazy. Uh, people love rhythm games, you know, but something about watching that action figure shake his hips gets people going. We've had, <laughs> we've had crowds around Trade Show Boost just like clapping for it. I'm like, why are they into this wrestling game? So, mm-hmm. You know, but... It's been so satisfying watching all of our wrestling people rise up from the woodwork because, mm-hmm. you know, so many publishers closed the door and so many people just came saying, it's not really the perfect fit. Like, choose your path, wrestling or JRPG. You mentioned the TNA game. So a casual RPG, it's definitely different. Mm-hmm. Like, um, a true JRPG has to have a depth of progression to retain yes. players over a significant number of hours. Like, we have 12 playable characters. We have a, it was like a simple like flip phone game or something, yeah. right? Which, so like they were doing like the most they could, and just like you could do the moves by picking them and stuff like that. Yeah, I I love casual games. They fit they fit a role in my life too, mm-hmm. you know. But like the the biggest risk in the project is that like JRPG fans are also like very very dedicated to the craft of what they love, mm-hmm. and there may not be a more vocal like subset of genre enthusiasts and like JRPG because it's so personal because there's the, the storytelling and the depth of content. If you don't hit it, hit it, they will just tear you apart. And I'd say that some of the most satisfying things we've had is having like major JRPG influencers, like mm-hmm. seal of approval, cover it, put it in their multi-million user audience things and say, I recommend this game. It's great. And uh, it, I, I can still feel like the team swelling with enthusiasm when we get coverage because God, games are hard, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you're basically making them in a vacuum. And yeah. You're just praying that the fans love them as much as you do. And you're mm-hmm. making all these decisions based on, like, we make games for fans. We don't make games for ourselves. 
you just want to make games that ideally hit both. Like, can you make mm -hmm. it something you love, mm -hmm. that fans love, and how, how far down the fan path can you get to validate and see through all the feedback? Because, like, mm -hmm. you know, most of the feedback we get in WrestleQuest these days, after these first couple of patches have been completed, is really just around, like, people wishing that their favorite wrestlers were in the game. I'm like, guys, we license like 50 wrestlers. Like, <laughs> like I hope that there's enough commercial performance here that we can catch you in the sequel, you mm -hmm. know, because mm -hmm. there, there's definitely a no lack of love on our side for it. And it's, it's very likely we do a sequel. I certainly can't commit to it at this point, but we've had <laughs> such a crazy amount of enthusiasm for it um, on all corners too. Like local press is the first game we've had. We actually got coverage from, every paper, Pittsburgh Magazine, and it's like um, certainly not moving the needle, but we don't get a lot of coverage here in Pittsburgh for mm -hmm. games. They don't cover game companies. There aren't many of us. There's like you and Shell, yeah. right? It, it, I that, mean, that, exactly. that's it. And, and Shell's mostly known for the VR games, right? So. It's right. And if we put up a, you know, it's funny, if I put up a job ad for the Pittsburgh office, 50% of the applicants think I'm catfishing them as on a real job. <laughs> because like there's not a games industry in Pittsburgh. There's like yeah, Shell yeah. and there's MegaCat and Shell gets Which them. is weird because there's like there's a tech industry here, right? Yeah, but our, our tech industry historically is, is newer than other facets still. Absolutely. And then gaming is this weird intersection between art and technology. So right. it's almost like, you know, um, it also has quite a bit of a bad rap because it's like, hey, gaming, good luck. It's crazy because it's, mm -hmm. it's all hit-based. You know, it's yeah. like making games that are commercially performant and also can stand the test. And we're hearing about the big companies having problems. So. Dude, yeah. And, yeah. and it's like uh, and customers, they don't care who made it. Yeah. They don't care if you had 50 people on it or 5,000. Yeah. They don't care if it's a, a million dollar budget or a $50 million budget. All they know is that here's their favorite things in that genre. Mm -hmm. Here's the memories they have playing it. And if you can't hold a candle to it, you know, eat it. So, <laughs> you know, we have a game coming out pretty soon that I'm cringing thinking about because the budget was miserable and it was with like a major gaming publisher mm -hmm. i remember telling the team when we signed it we're gonna do our best we're gonna push the limits of it but it's not actually up to us and whether or not it's well received the people directing the game mm -hmm. you know like they have to take some of this responsibility because if you make a game for three hundred thousand dollars and you're competing against people that make the same games for 30 million dollars mm -hmm. You're either going to be a miracle worker <laughs> or you're going to set expectations in some other way because it's just, it's just not possible. It's like, a, it's like anything else. It's, but you know, I've, um, I'm just so glad it's over and it's out. It's like, we have, we have, um, so many things have happened during the start and the end of like our, our company's grown 10 times the size. We've, mm -hmm. we've changed like internally significantly, like new departments have sprung up and, and have been adopted. And we've, you know, kind of continued to raise the bar of what we want into our, the quality of our games and the size of the games. And we just, um, WrestleQuest ballooned with that growth um, to the point that we, we really should have cut some of the content out earlier. But, <laughs> but it's like, we just wanted to serve the fans. I, I love you're right? sitting here telling me, like, we put too much content in. Well, it's, it's, it's the truth. It's yeah. like, you know, look at every game in the same genre. At that price point, we probably have double or triple the content of everyone else mm -hmm. in the same comps. And, um, mm -hmm. and, it probably it's actually we actually got a Steam review recently from someone who was fatigued by completing the game because <laughs> they were finding it entertaining enough they couldn't stop. But um, at one point, one of their characters that they fell in love with ended up having a, a bad heel turn, and uh, oh no! And, and they were like heartbroken by it. We got like a the equivalent of like love hate mail from them. This multiple page letter of like, so I'm at hour sixty two, I'm just finishing it, and I wish you wouldn't have done X to Y. 
and it's a uh, and it was just, just real serious. I, I think I'm like, so I just looked up how, how to beat how long to beat.com and this is labeled as like a 50 hour game. Yeah. I didn't realize. And, and, and if you actually explore the side quest, it mm. pump it up even further, man. But it's wow, that's like that's like uh, that's up there at like Assassin's Creed level. That's Dude, crazy. And, and it really and it, like and it the, took me two years to beat Odyssey. So <laughs> yeah, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully this doesn't happen, but do get like pneumonia or something you really commit to a solid oh, week you can get yeah. it done dude well see i was hoping <laughs> i was hoping to play it on the six hour plane ride home last night mm-hmm. and then i realized oh no i need to log into netflix to make this work and i don't have internet <laughs> you know what first of all mobile experience is not the way to enjoy it but okay what i could do as Good an note. exception is i could give you a like a dev build to give you some extra extra smooth sailing where you get some auto pin oh, okay, and you know because okay. there is like a um there's actually some accessibility options that everybody has in the retail version. You can turn on auto pin and you can basically streamline and buff your character with the story. So what? if you want to play the story version, you can kind of, you can kind of enjoy the story without having to really put all the work in. That's usually what I pick. Cause I'm like, I don't have time. Wait, there's an auto pin. Yeah. There's an auto pin feature in the settings menu. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and you've had on. access to this the whole time. <laughs> yes. That's not too late. And actually late. we have a, a big patch coming up for switch. That's, currently on deck it's on steam live already mm-hmm. but also has auto qte so you can you can skip all the qtes and they, they can all be automated and it's it's funny like all these trade shows tons of positive reception and then the game gets released and there's this incredibly vocal minority that just hates quick time events mm-hmm. i'm like guys we, we've literally given panels with like standing room only of people talking about how it was fun to keep it engaging and how yeah. much i love it, yeah. it reminds them of super mario rpg and then there's this uh, contingency of gamers that are just like, you put a QT in the game. <laughs> you know, and it's uh, got it, the hate and the vitriol. And I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry. We can put a toggle into it, but give us a few weeks. And it's, yeah, yeah. I, I, we have a couple customers that um, they're really dedicated, you know. But yeah. it's like, there's one person I'm thinking of right now that just every day, it's, it's messages on every platform checking status updates. And I'm like, my friend. I promise you, we'll get a personalized email from us the moment the patch is live for you. Wow. But it's like, but it takes um, it takes weeks for Nintendo. You don't to have, a patch. but it's a beautiful thing is like you're you're still a smaller developer yeah. that can answer those emails. Dude, it, like it's, that's it's a, incredible. It's a like, job. Yeah. It is the it is the indie wrestling of developers, you know, on that level. Oh yeah, right. It's like I mean, I mean, I don't get to have a chance to talk to a guy that ta- that worked on Assassin's Creed. No doubt. So, <laughs> which is yeah. probably the biggest game that I play that isn't like Street Fighter or WWE games or something, uh, right? So like like that's that's still incredible. It's pretty awesome. It's the it's the era of indies, you know, like uh we can self publish and bring it globally. The game's you know localized in a dozen languages. It's it's like uh we actually it's funny, we have a fan that runs a Russian wrestling magazine <laughs> that volunteered to rewrite everything in Cyrillic. Um you know, just for a copy of the game because it's on his bucket list to bring a wrestling game to his country. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, how do I say no to this guy? Right. Yeah. It's like, a, it's awesome, man. But the wrestling fans showed up in such a big way for us. Every Good. event. Good. You know, we had a wrestling ring at PAX East this year in Boston. We put on our own indie show at the video game event. And we nice. had multiple times like shut down PAX East because the wrestling fans just showed up in such a big way. And every time we took a bigger wrestling risk, they, they would just show up again. And it's been, um, it's been such a crazy good experience. So, because I remember this happening with Phil Sunder Games, and I don't know if you did this at PAXIS, would we be able to see maybe sometime in the future a feature wrestling show with these characters represented? Yeah, so, you know, it's funny. Um, we've now had two different independent promotions we've gotten right to the one yard line with, oh. and something gets stuck with, um, with legal or, mm-hmm. so, you know, we have 
crazy to say this out loud. We have a legal team now. We have three lawyers and one one that's dedicated full time. And it's like <laughs> you think like why would this independent game company need like full time internal counsel? And it's there's just so much going on all the time, Mike. <laughs> like I don't know how to say it. Keep, just, that's the that's the keep me out of trouble fee. Dude, yeah. <laughs> dude, no doubt, man. And it's like I, I I wish for an easier time in my life back in, when we first started. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. telling you about this before we made the game. I'm like, bro, we're gonna make this wrestling game. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, no, I, I I remember a, a lot of conversations. <laughs> like, what if it's this and this? And it, and and I'm it, it's really cool to see a lot of those early ideas make it into the game. Yeah. What if it's this and it's about this and then you know it's about like like coming up and training and, and running a show and stuff and just like wow it's a lot right, right. <laughs> and and it's a lot <laughs> and and holy crap it's good to see you on the other side of this WrestleQuest <laughs> is available on all platforms basically I, I, let's say every significant platform right now playstation xbox switch pc mobile there you go man that's I, a I, I will say the quick time event I liked them when I first started, but now I'm like, oh, I just, I just, I just want to get through it. I want to get through good it. Good news, dude! It, it's coming to all platforms. It's already been. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. There you go. Hot news. Hot news there for you. Did patches like? And, and, and on the record, it's not as easy as just adding a patch. Like, you make the patch. Oh yeah. Then we sure. test it because it's a mm-hmm. sixty hours of content thing, right? So mm-hmm. now, now someone's job for multiple weeks full-time because they're doing laps mm-hmm. it's just playing wrestle quest mm-hmm. okay then we submit it to the third-party certifications and then nintendo has their third-party engineering firm touch it mm-hmm. then they're internal and then they schedule the can release and they say hey by the way now that it's been six weeks like here's the dates we can release it on let me know when you want to release it <laughs> so like this entire time they were answering all these customer service messages i'm just praying for nintendo to get back to me dude yep you know? yep yep never oh, as easy man. as it seems but. and wasn't there also like a thing uh where you wasn't there also a thing where you guys had to delay the launch because you guys discovered a bug with the save feature, like at the last moment too? Yeah, so we had um, so we had two specific things happen. One, <clears throat> we we haven't gone deep with that will be coming up new soon, but we signed a really great deal for WrestleQuest, um, for for I think for fan service for some content, um, that we wanted to have as a press beat that we thought we'd be able to include at launch, and because of that, that company and Jap- Japanese leadership and some comms issues. They wanted to delay the announcement of that press beat, but initially we were going to be able to include some of that at launch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the actual genesis of that delay. And then the second delay was we were doing final device compatibility checks for mobile. And there's like a company that did all the mobile porting that wasn't us. And they uh, got a report back for Netflix and there was just like a ton of issues. And we're like, guys, we, we can't deal with this. Like, what are we going to do if we release this thing that we've worked on for this many years and now? And in, in the end, um, Netflix agreed to a new date. We pushed it to the new date. And the mobile experience is still a mixed bag at best because with mobile games, there's so many nuances of device compatibility and testing. that, uh, And we didn't do any of that. And it's Android and iPhone, which which makes it more complicated. Dude, and it's yeah. like, um, and the game is like, it's, a, it's pixel art, right? But it's also giant maps with tons of gameplay so like all that mm-hmm. stuff still needs to sit in memory somewhere mm-hmm. so it's just been uh and especially if you lower in iphones lower in androids dude, i yeah. can't imagine i was like maybe i should install this on the cheap android that i got for the business phone i'm It'll just, just like, melt, melt your phone i was like <laughs> and i was like why is this taking oh no this is a terrible mistake <laughs> i would say that uh, the best experience right now by far is on steam playstation mm-hmm. xbox in that order 
um, switch definitely needs another patch or two. Like mm-hmm. just um, you know, particularly if people want to play on Switch Lite. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's all like very late game nuance stuff. None of it. There's no critical issues. There's no like gameplay blockers. But you're not cyberpunk. Totally. <laughs> there's there's some nice. Oh to no ask. no it's yeah. it's absolutely playable. I'm just I'm just excited for uh, the quick time events. Away. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll send you guys some free that, stuff. That'll, that'll, make, that'll streamline everything. There you me. go. There you go. Well, thank you so much. Uh, again, check out WrestleQuest. Support our friends at MegaCat. have been also, always really great to us here at Sorgatron Media, and we really appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, and uh, of course, our mutual friend, we were talking about before the show, our mutual friend, uh, 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 Victor Benjamin, is returning to the cage. Uh, I think I think he was on with you last time you were on, right? Oh yeah, and we had him drop mm-hmm. in, so it was kind of we were kind of reminiscing about that because he's going back to MMA. It's going to be happening here in Pittsburgh in a couple of weeks, so definitely look out for that with our friends at Two Four Seven Rest Up, Two Four Seven Fighting Championship, not wrestling. So most of the stuff I'm doing this month is wrestling, so I got that on my brain. So all right, hey, we're gonna take a really quick break, and then I think this guy named Adam showed up Sunday night in Seattle, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit for a couple minutes. We'll be right back after this. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com. We are back. Wrestling Mayhem Show. Man, Mike, of course, from upstate New York with that sweet Macho Man shirt, which is... <laughs> I didn't know if he was posing or if he was frozen. See? <laughs> it's that shirt, I was man. frozen a little bit. It's too much machismo for uh, for I, the feed. Well, I mean, we had we were talking about the muchacho man. So that I is feel, true. I, I, had to I love how on brand you are, and of course, our friend James from Mega Cat Studios, developer of the great WrestleQuest game. My God, and we I hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys do check that out. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I I feel I feel like I should recommend the Netflix version as like an introductory into go get it on your console at this point for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. i've been like it doesn't play on my old ipad i'm just like i need this on the big screen i'm like oh it'll be fine for mobile but i'm like nah i need a i need a, i'm old i need bigger icons uh <laughs> so <laughs> so we'll be uh, updating that here shortly and i hope you guys do check it out and uh and, and pick it up and so support our friends so uh there was a pay-per-view this weekend the wrestle dream our friend tina was there both nights she's wrestle dreaming in seattle all weekend uh, with collision, collision back to back with Wrestle Dream, um, it really kind of felt like a Forbidden Door two, or when you know, yeah, two like second for the year kind of thing. Um, I gotta say, damn good wrestling show, damn good wrestling show, top to bottom. Um, but of course, the biggest news from the weekend is some guy named Adam coming out, Mike. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard of, I've heard of a guy named Adam. A guy named Adam. He looks like a guy that used to be on the show. Uh, so now, uh, the, the, I guess we can say formally known as edge officially. Uh, uh yeah, I'm still going to call him. Edge. Yeah. He's going to be edge to all of us. I, MJF couldn't even keep it out of his mouth. Uh, so <laughs> that's just staring daggers from Tony Khan on that one. Um, but he has everything else. He has everything else, but the edge name. He's a rated R superstar. He's coming out the metal lingus, which I figured he would because that is his buddies you know, uh, gave him kind of the permission for that song and everything, right? We're still kind of holding out hope for Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. He hates the Rob Zombie song. Did you know that? I know. I was I was still holding out hope. You just like, it just wasn't vibing with I just me. want to do, Madurango. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just want to, you know, and, uh, that And that new intro, the uh, You Think You Know Him, 
Beth Phoenix is uh, is of the course. word on that. So um, very cool. I I love we live in this era where music can follow people like this. You know, like we figured out we don't need to recreate. Well, I, and I know it's like rights. You know, hey, Jim Johnson didn't write this, so we can do something with this. You know, the Cody Rhodes song was a uh, dire, uh, what, 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 what did, what's the name of it? I almost said Dire Straits. Down, down straight. Down straight. Anyways, either way, so that got to come with him to WWE. And Living Color song came with CM Punk to AEW. You know, like, like I love that this is kind of happening. They had an expensive fucking song that they I noticed they didn't use this weekend. So, no, I think that's a really cool vibe that they're able to do that. And like, and it is basically everything but Edge, you know, on this thing. Um, so interesting way to cap things off. I think you kind of knew when, uh, Christian and Darby were the main event that something wild was going to happen. Also, they're destroying. Oh, I mean, they didn't have, they didn't have a world title. match. They, they, they didn't but, have a world title match, but I really thought that, uh, they didn't have a women's world title. Match. I thought that Brian Danielson and, uh, and, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. was for sure going to be the main event. No, nah, I didn't think so. No. Okay. I don't know. It was it was it was a stack card either way. Um, uh, James, you you've seen the clips with you're you're a, you're an old school uh, uh, Edge fan here. Like, what do you think about him moving over to AEW? <laughs> Dude, I've been uh, watching the hype train since the end of Edge's contract rumors started. Mm-hmm. Because I think Christian Cage is doing better work now than he's ever done. Like it's so much fun, dude. Oh, this, the yeah. dad, I I talked about last week. I watched a 13 minute video of just Christian Cage talking about people's dead parents and just uh, being shitty to people. It's, it's totally, just amazing, dude. It's so good. And then in general, like when is Gangrel coming over? <laughs> he's available. Oh, well, now now he's it's around. definitely gonna dude, happen. It's definitely gonna happen. It, I, I've been regretting not putting him in the WrestleQuest for years because he was the person that connected with the Luna Vagina State. Mm. And uh, he was such a reasonable, friendly, like, ambassador to it. I've heard such great things. Like, Dude, yeah, no, he's, like, on calling basis with some of our wrestling friends. Isn't just, the like, name weird. Gangrel, like, also licensed somewhere else? So, yeah, it, that's yeah, exactly. a bit of a rigmarole. So, basically, it's a Marvel IP that's been abandoned, but not used in that category. Really? Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um so, like, uh, I just can't wait to see what they do with him in AW because they got to do something, right? And he's he's still active, independent, Gangrel is, and it's mm-hmm. um, it's such a it's such a layup for fandom, like it really is. I was just kind of curious about the Marvel Gangrel thing, and 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 all I came up with, I didn't know that Squared Circle Comics did the Gangrel comic book. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no doubt, and it's so. like I just can't wait to see what happens with um. Now the edge is over there, like you know, it's gonna they got to do something. It's just like I'm such a sucker I, for the legend stuff. I do want to make a request to Tony Khan. So I know he listens. Don't do the ladder match. <laughs> Don't. Just. Matt and Jeff are not bringing chickens in. I'm ready for a fang and a banging match. You know, that's got to happen, right? Gang girls, teeth based gimmicks. Like, why don't we have more of these? I just wonder what the AEW version of a bloodbath is going to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could sure be he could be out. like the new leader of House of Black. He could, uh, yeah, I mean, we could do so much with this, right, Mike? I mean, God, I don't know if I want to see Edge lead another brooding. Crew. Oh no, no, I meant Gangrel. Oh, Gangrel. Okay, yes, yeah. I, I think um, that's a perfect or or does this become? I mean, I don't know. We did we did have like the the phases of Edge in his return. We had the Gangrel mode. We had the. 
I don't know what the sparkly helmet mode was when he <laughs> did Radiant this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to watch that. Well, back. no, the sparkly helmet was he's he's preparing to be the God of War in Percy Jackson in December. So, oh, there you go, there you go. That that might be where that was coming in. So, uh, and it's interesting because like the the word is that this was kind of known since like midsummer. Although the timing I think works out really well because mm-hmm. he's kind of replaced CM Punk's position there as the like superstar. And now yeah. FTR has a new friend. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. By the way, by the way, uh, start the clock until you see rated FTR shirts on Pro Wrestling. Oh, Teams. it's gonna start happen. that clock. Start that clock. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I I love that. I love uh, and I love the um. You know, I, I watched the media scrum. Well, okay, I watched the first bit of the media scrum. A two and a half hour scrum. Holy shit. Um and did anyone eat cupcakes for? There was no cupcakes, but man, Edge was very, very happy. Uh, you know, it was, it was very palpable. I love the story about uh, everybody. We've seen the the intro where he's driving the car through the streets of uh, of, of Seattle, right? They were they driving. Was it a Durango? Number ninety nine. I don't know. I <laughs> it'd be great if that was. Um, and he's telling the story about how, like, you know, how he was staying out in Redmond. Uh, and and one of the things was like one person recognized me, and it was I think he was like he was going in to get a, a you know he's going to go to a restaurant or something grab some food, and uh, one guy kind of looked up he's like Edge, and he's like did the little shush motion, and he just like you know nodded emphatically, and then it didn't get out, you know. Uh, but he's like, yeah, Darby took me to all these neighborhoods that nobody was going to give a shit that I was there. <laughs> And he said something about holding the cameraman out the back of a van while they're shooting the 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 uh, car coming up Gum Alley, and I'm just like, he's like, he's like, that was exciting. I've never done that. And he's like, yeah, because any production, any cool things they did in WWE, there was a team there to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. I think that's one thing I do like about AEW is you can tell like there's a little bit more passion and guerrilla. Like I, I'm, you know, we were talking before about productions. Like I love guerrilla production, right? I love the doing like what can you do with like the least stuff, and 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 I, I there's a video I shared in the video production Slack uh, that we have here at Sogatron Media, and um and there's a there's it was from BTE this week and it's they're doing a walk in for the Young Bucks for for one of the shows this week, this past week and and it's like like a camera guy, an audio guy, uh sitting on a gear case being rolled backwards <laughs> to do the the to do the, do the approach. And like I, I just, I just really appreciate uh, those kinds of uh, situations. But anyways, so he seems excited about like I, I love the things he brought up. He's like, I never faced so, Samoa Joe, and WWE. You know, he says about WWE, they grew apart. They really didn't have anything for him. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're like, what? Like, and I understand like WWE like wants you to be this marquee legend guy, and they're only going to put certain matches together for you, right? Not just like a match to like just kill it, right? And I think that's where AEW kind of comes in differently. So I don't know what do you think about James, like, about the possibilities. I'm super hyped. I love that he like called out during the scrum his like 12 or 14 matches he has in his mind. And it's, yes, like, super exciting for a fan, man. Oh know? yeah, and we're starting with Luchasaurus next week. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I I love it. First yeah, of all. and uh, I think there should be more luchador dinosaur intersections across <laughs> yes. everything. Huge luchador fan, but. I'm a such a Jeff Jarrett mark. I like tune into AW sometimes for that. You yeah, know? it's yeah. like I, I just I just love watching him work. It just kills me. 
Oh, God. Didn't Edge and Jeff Jarrett have a feud like way back in the day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you better believe it. Edge was, Je- Edge was Jeff Jarrett's first match in WWE. Oh, there, there, we got to have a callback for that. Back, back to Over the Edge 99, Edge was Sable's mystery tag team partner. Mm. Yeah, poor Sable. Wow. She's never going to make an AW run, huh? That's too bad. I don't think she has to. Maybe Brock is good for it. Although, wouldn't be surprised if eventually we see the Garcia twins against the inspiration. That wouldn't surprise me if we see that in the long run, down the line. Mm. That could be fun. That could be fun, actually. I'm I'm a fan of... It could be, but Tony Khan would have to care about women's wrestling by then, so... (laughs) Once a show, we'll have to see. I love I love the shade for AW women's wrestling. <laughs> oh, this is a constant thing. Like, it's Mike pri- is it's Mike pride. is responding oh, to see, Tony see, Khan's the thing tweets. Is, it's pride in AEW women's wrestling. I want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see more I think, of it. I think it's they have the tools. I think they have the talent. I think their women's it's, wrestling's good. I think they put on good content. I think that they've been a major driver to actually maybe elicit a stronger response from WWE for women's wrestling. Like, uh, I think they probably were useful in like maybe waking up a little bit of extra energy there. But mm-hmm. yeah, they could definitely do more. There's no doubt. Absolutely, absolutely. There was nine minutes on that 13-hour show. Yeah, it was like Just it straight up match, women's man. wrestling. It was a good match, though. It was a, at least there was a good match, and we had a big okay. Time. Yeah, so. that's great. It's not equal. It's not even. Close to being equal. Okay. They have three women. They have three women's championships. Only one of them was defended. And two were represented. So no, I got you there. I got you there. Um. Aside from that ongoing issue that we yes. have yeah. to address every show, uh, <laughs> I will address it until they fix it. I know. And I and know. honestly, Raw really last know. night was no better. Raw last night was no better. They started Raw with had- the women though. They was... started with the women, but there was no match. Oh, I thought wasn't. that would result in a tag team match or something. Yeah, they set up for next week, didn't they? Wow. Yeah, they, they, I mean, it's, it's, it, was a, it was a hot start. It was a good yeah. setup. Don't get me wrong. I really liked it. They did also have if a match. If it sets up for a fatal four-way, mm-hmm. that's even better. And we, and we did but have there a, was no... We did have a I match. We did have a match, at least. So. Yeah, it was like a two-minute yeah. Enoch squash match, which, don't get me wrong, again... I love a Tegan Knox squash match. Anything to put Tegan Knox over more. Also for me, remember we were supposed to have the championship match. Obviously we yeah. I, obviously we hot shotted the IC title, you know, yeah. championship match over Yeah, because Becky got her arm Yeah. So things open. are gonna happen. Hey, the show was weird. Probably some people got hurt or or something, right? So, you know, that's you know, it's like AEW. Like I, I, I was watching the thing about how they had to cobble together gear for Nick Jackson because too many people got hurt and they had to throw him in a match. You know, uh, you know, thing, things happen. You know, I think three people got hurt the week before in AEW. Mm. So you know, wrestling, it, you know, it ain't ballet, and sometimes you gotta you gotta move stuff around, right? So uh, talk about talk about production issues. Jeez, uh, I know <laughs> hard subject to change when I get that list and have to make graphics and stuff. I know. I got to be ready for it, right? So, um, anyways, um, but no, no, I mentioned. I'm really. I, I think. I think it's a good play. I think he's going to be a good partner for them. And you know, one we don't have to worry about going off the rails here. Uh, so. Oh yeah, no, definitely not. Edge, Edge is going to be nothing but good news for them. 
What I, I didn't see the full quote, but Shawn Michaels was somewhere saying that he he'd love to have CM Punk in NXT. <laughs> That's really funny. So honestly, that would be a fascinating character. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it though? That would be fascinating. I want to see if I can pull that up real quick. But uh, that was like I a... want to see CM Punk join the metaphor. Oh jeez! <laughs> like like there's a chance WWE is going to pick him up, right? Like it's not it's a non-zero chance. Yeah. And I feel well, like see, the, the yeah. thing is, like, if CM Punk did go to WWE, he's not going to be able to throw his weight around backstage like he did in AEW. No, sure. no. There's just, there's just so, like the second he does any of that, he's fucking gone. So I think comparatively, let's say hypothetically, we're bought CM Punk into WWE. I think what you wouldn't—he would not be a weekly guy. He would not be anything. He would be a special attraction guy. And I think you just put him in a box over here, away Flight from table. People. Well, you're close because I was going to say like Brock Lesnar, right? <laughs> I'd probably Brock, say more Logan. I'd, like, I'd say like Logan Paul. WWE, like, like AEW wants to bring people in and have them be part of the, the team to make everything better because they're trying to elevate a lot of like a lot more younger talent than WWE is, right? Because they don't have that base that WWE has of solid legends, longtime right. guys. Um, to depend on, so they're still they're still, you know, we we were talking about like not giving them, you know, uh, uh, for being a young company, but they, you know, that is one of the things where they do not have an advantage. But WWE can be like, you're gonna make us a lot of money, we're gonna put you over here in your bus, and you're not gonna fuck with the rest of our show, you know. Right. That is one thing they know how to do. They've done it a lot. You know, <laughs> like Rock's going to sit over here and nobody's going to bother him. Brock is going to sit over here and nobody's going to bother him. Logan Paul's going to just be way over here and nobody's going to bother him. You know, like like they have no problem. And we got rid of Riddle so we can bring Goldberg back in. Exactly. Exactly. So like, OK. And, and also there will be something in that contract <laughs> that says you will not do X, Y, defamatory on the company. X, Y and Z. Like they were there. Because especially with this prior, you know, situation, um, I think that's going to be, you know. I oh, yeah. This this run did CM Punk no, no favors. Didn't give him any bargaining chips. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, maybe there's a spike in the numbers, but I don't even know. Um, it didn't even it didn't even really reflect on the AEW. Versions. No, no. So. Like, like his returns were spiked. Yeah, but. Once he was a regular mainstay on the show, it didn't pop any numbers at all. Yeah. So, either way, we'll see how that goes. Um, anything else from the show that kind of stuck out to you, Mike? Oh, well, I didn't get a chance to watch all of Wrestle Dream yet. Okay. It, it, we had our baby shower this weekend, so yes. my mind was also You are involved. I understand. So, But it was a nice variety of wrestling matches. Baby shower would be a good gimmick match. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man. A rattle hanging from a ladder up above. That's that's how Alexa Bliss would win. Super nice. I think Chess Flexer had a slight gender reveal in one of his hardcore matches recently. <laughs> a slight gender <laughs> reveal. A slight gender She's a bar- reveal. She's a I don't know if you can. Like, I, there was there was like a, a I I think there was. Maybe this is a fever dream. I don't know because it's chest flexor, and I don't know what's real and what's not. Because um, they had one of those like color sure. popper like like things, and I think he popped it in somebody's face, and it was the gender reveal, <laughs> right? I, like I I feel like that's something that happened. Somebody correct me here. I feel like that's something that happened, or I felt like should have happened. But either way, um, so 
yeah. I don't know where to go from that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, it was a really good match. Uh, even even the like the the MJF goofy handicap tag match was tremendous. And man, if 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 MJF doesn't sound like a company guy with a lot of swears, but he's a company guy on that media scrum. Um, I was I was kind of taken back because he talked about like he actually pointed at somebody in the front row and says, "You you called my match like it was fine, but it was a gimmick match." He's like, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying, and he gave the whole like flavors of ice cream thing. And I'm just like, why the fuck does he sound like Triple H right now? And he talked about Um, AEW being a variety show and this and that and the other thing. I'm just like, what the fuck is that? I don't know what kind of, I don't know what kind of media training MJF has had, but when I watch those scrums, Mm there is a marked difference from when anyone from WWE is talking, when MJF is talking. And then when someone who someone who's homegrown in AEW is talking, because you can tell there's training in what MJF says. People that know how to talk to yeah. an audience, yeah. And he's yeah. done. I mean, you know, he's been doing acting and things like that. So, so I think he's, or maybe there was a one of my friends actually worked with him on a movie recently. Really? Yeah, he's got. A yeah, lot she's of- a costume designer. He's got a, he's got a lot of irons in the fire too, so you know, and, and I think that probably contributes to him not wrestling as regularly, um, kind of thing. Which you know, that's a good place if you you know, you know, doing a lot of projects, right? So, although it sucks about Adam Cole's injury, absolutely, we, we, should, we should mention that Did he, he had him? to pull out of Comic Con too, and I'm very upset about that. Ooh. So he was it stepping off the ramp at Grand Slam? Yes. Wow. By the way, get rid of the. Ramp. Yeah, the ramp is becoming a problem, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Like your top star Get was injured, going down the steps or hopping off the ramp for a run-in. That's a problem. I don't know. That's like the that's like the CM Punk uh, crowd surfing and breaking his was ankle or something like that. Yep. And it's a freak thing. Like it's not like he. And it, okay, maybe you shouldn't crowd surf in the damn fans, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> like maybe that's a bad. No, idea. the Am Cole thing was a freak thing. Yeah. The CM Punk thing, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, sure, but I mean, you're also, you know, throwing yourself at the mat multiple times every week, you know, so I don't know. Um, yeah, but I, now with a barricade in the way. Yes, that's true. I don't know. I've seen some luchadors, I thought, break their freaking legs, hitting the, like, you've seen this at yeah, indie shows, but right? Sork, I mean, that's a 20-year-old luchador, not a 45-year-old bitter man. Oh, uh, I've seen some, I've seen some flying bitter men before. Show title? Show title. Flying Bitter Man. There's going to be rest Wrestle Quest, but like I think that's going to have to be the... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Retro, wrestle Quest see. featuring there Flying Bitter Men. Flying Bitter Men and Wrestle Crust. Doesn't Flying Bitter Men sound like a character we could have made? It's pretty strong, dude. Yes, yeah. yes. Take some notes for the um, DLC. By the way, and, I, I, uh, I do have one request for a sequel to Wrestle Quest, if that does occur. I'm listening closely. You're just the occasion. Um, more content similar to WWE Crush Hour. Be more specific. Um, I, I want someone to have the twisty rockets. That, that's a good contribution. I'm glad to take that under advisement and bring it to the team. Excellent. Listen, he's been trying to bring Crush Hour back for like 15 We should. Years. I mean, yeah, there's every... I mean, yeah. Hey, between John Cena having a missile-loaded car in Fast 10... 
and Samoa Joe in literally twisted metal. We're getting closer. I mean, you got these licenses now, right? I mean, is it hard? I won't spoil it for you, but we got a gimmick match that takes place on a truck. In the game. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it gets it gets pretty it gets pretty crazy. There's a lot of action there. Yeah. Okay. I'm Fantastic. I'm is, always... is it is it like the, the like the blacktop bully match from WCW? I can't spoil it. All I know oh, is that okay. I, think, I think you're just gonna okay. be satisfied. Damn it! I damn it! <laughs> We shear the sheep, okay? The sheep gets sheared. There's, there's layers. There's depth. There's literally layers. Yeah. It's like a sheepy onion. Yeah, hundred percent. There's, there's so much, so many nooks and crannies. Like, if you ever feel lonely, just look through our social media of wrestling fans uncovering the Easter eggs. There's hundreds of them. Oh no. Oh no. Jeez. I got to carve out 50 hours on this guy. All right. Uh, and that note, hey, I'm going to give a shout out and we're going to find out what we learned. Chat room, what did you learn from wrestling? What did you learn about video games tonight? But in the meantime, I learned our good friend Slice on Broadway, always supporting our show for over a decade now, feeding our guests, feeding uh, everybody that comes in for the Tuesday night shows, including this an awesome cast. Thank you to our friends. Uh, more than more locations are listed because I can't keep up with them anymore. Rico has been like like spreading like 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 a, a pizza a delicious pizza virus. That's a terrible ad. Uh, but thank you to our friends. Go check them out. SliceOnBroadway.com here in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, so, guys, what did you learn from wrestling this week? You know, James, what did you learn? What is the biggest thing? You know, you, you talked a lot about your, your involvement with wrestling. What is the biggest learn thing you learned about wrestling from your project? I would say that I have a, a new education and perspective on the legal intricacies of trademark protection across the wrestling industry. Yeah. We should have had David's Law- David Lawless on here to talk illegal with Dude, you. I, I, we could go a couple episodes deep. I mean, he was on when um, uh, when Sean Spears took the Reaper uh, gimmick trademark uh, out from under Matt Connard, mm-hmm. a local wrestler. Uh, we had him on talking about the intricacies of trademarks and why you should as an independent wrestler. Dude, without getting into details, we held the number of legends and states actually get legal representation recover abandoned trademarks really? like solidify like it just it's been a journey for sure but um wow that's been the, the steepest part but i guess beyond that it's like anything's possible mm-hmm. if you're willing to just uh, be very very detail oriented and diligent there's really no specific rules or just guide rails you have to abide by you know so you can really find ways to, to get any of these things done as long as you're working like with everybody in the same direction so it's it's all out there it's like a, just wonder why why no one has done this before. It's, now uh, you know the answers to that question. No doubt, yeah, for sure. You're gonna have to write a book or something about this at some point down the line, dude. I, at this point, I don't even know what to do with all that. It feels like a waste of knowledge to have someone Sounds else. Sounds like a again. Conrad podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, it does. Yeah, <laughs> you know, actually, like I was reintroduced to a ton of. We were just talking about this at the start of the show. My my favorite things the last year is I went to a ton of indie shows. Mm-hmm. I've been to indie shows often in a while. I used to go like maybe once a year. I'd, get, I'd see a local thing on Southside and sit down. Or, mm-hmm. But you know, we see AW every time they're in town. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I just can't tell you how fun it's been. Like reintroducing myself to things like wrestling podcasts mm-hmm. and um, the best content that I've consumed in wrestling has actually been all these fan creators, all these things I've been exposed to through the wrestling course journey. So it's it's been awesome to almost reinvigorate some of my fandom at the very end of this like lifelong effort. <laughs> so that's been a ton of fun. And um, thank you wrestling fans for showing up. My people, you know, the whole time, 
whole time everyone says they're not enough, not enough of them. They're not vocal enough. They're not going to buy. They don't like RPGs. They sure do. <laughs> awesome. Mike, what did you learn from wrestling this week? Um, all right. So I don't know if either of you guys are familiar with the new, uh, with this game that's, it's kind of like Wordle, but it's for sports called um, Crossover Grid. Hmm. Okay. Where they have, it's a nine by nine grid and it's different uh, stats and you have to fill in with different players. Like I'm, I'm finding, uh, have, I'm finding an NBA one right now. I I put a link in the chat room. Um, okay. They have one for WWE, and uh, it it it's refreshes the, every, every it's, day. It's WWE Wordle. Kinda. Oh no! What is this? Only a little bit better. So like, there we go. Uh, today's grid is uh, Sorg has it on the screen. Someone who has won the WCW Cruiserweight title, but has also faced Eddie Guerrero. And then awesome. uh, below that, there's someone who's won the WWE Light Heavyweight title, but has also faced Eddie Why did we make WrestleQuest? We could have made this. So, wait, so I'm looking for... So somebody who has won the WCW Cruiserweight title, but faced Eddie Guerrero. Yes, there are many options. But it's funny, when you finish the grid, um, what they'll what they do is they show you is they you can pick each box, and you can try to get all of the people that are in, like all the people that qualify. And sometimes there's not a lot of people. Like uh, so so for there are twenty people who have won the cruiserweight title and faced Eddie Green. Okay. So you got you put so you put Eddie for uh, facing Rey Mysterio and winning the WWE Cruiserweight title. There's a lot. There's a huh. lot. It is a lot of fun. Huh. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. This is fascinating. Yeah, and it refreshes every day. Oh, we're gonna save that to and, bookmarks. <laughs> and you can also go grid history, and you can play all the past ones too. The little box right at the top there where it says grid history. I'm in it. So, so like for another comparison point, so uh, somebody who's on the roster of AEW at All Out 2022, but also is a former IC champion, uh, I'm going to take a shot in the dark that's Christian Cage. Yeah, sometimes you have to be a little bit um, finicky with the names that come up. Mm. No, it should just be Christian probably. Because they have the birthdays there, okay, so they show you. Twenty-two uh, uh, percent. Yeah. They didn't have a picture for me. Interesting. Okay, that's the new addiction, I guess. From the <laughs> chat room, Tina <laughs> learned that it makes me smile. It, make, it brings a smile to my face to see friends of the show and love the pay-per-view being like a Baskin Robbins. There's a bit of something for everyone, and the crowd stayed with it throughout the ride. Yeah, nothing. No, nothing really dipped on that pay-per-view on Sunday. And uh, and I love that WWE had also had like a killer show too, so there definitely was a lot for everybody these days. So that's also the biggest thing. There's a lot of things. Don't do like I do, where I'm trying to watch everything because <laughs> I'm getting really, it's getting really hard. Um, but like, pick a thing, you know, pick two things, something like that, and uh, and just kind of have fun with that. Who was an IC champion who faced Cody Rhodes? Damn it, I need to stop doing this. Um, 
Damn it, I need to stop doing this. Uh, what did it's I learn? What did I learn from wrestling this week? Oh my god, what kind of, what did I learn from wrestling that I can tell you about? I think I should nail that down. Um, I need. I learned that I need to get and play more JRPGs, <laughs> for one thing. Um, to to wrap my head around this. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. So um, and uh, I learned that uh, I learned that super is a super glue was it? You said super glue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The game is yeah. yeah. Avoid the super hey, model glue. Super avoid glue. avoid the glue. Avoid the glue, guys. You got to stay on the road sometimes, dude. Keep those <laughs> limbs moving. It's, yeah. Finish the job. Oh my God! Thank you, James, for so much for joining us. It's always great to have you, and it's been so long. We need to make sure it's not so long. We, we gotta get you in here for one of the DLCs or something when that comes out. All right? No, we're talking. There we go. Thanks for having me. There you go. Thanks. Let's not make 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 sure it's not gonna be quite as long. Mad Mike, good luck with all the things you're dealing with right now. All of your life changes. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's gonna be a lot more. The baby, the baby, another mayhem baby on the way. Baby shower gimmick match. We have like baby a shower. podcast baby shower of sorts. We could. There you go. There you go. We we could. We we've actually been measuring our weeks by Tuesdays. So. You're measuring your weeks by Tuesdays. <laughs> well, that that's that's when we found out. So we're 33 weeks and 15 today. Oh, there you go. 33, yeah. 33 episodes 33 of the weeks. mayhem. Oh no. Uh, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Patreon will be uh, hopping on, and uh, Mike and I at least are going to be uh, chatting whatever the hell we're going to chat. I got a couple ideas, maybe. Um, so thank you, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. Mayhem out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.